swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chests and stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every crew, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit and gaming and glitch control issues. Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AM site. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. View it. Give it five stars. Head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and hop on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. AMC. How are things going? I've been well. It's um, you know, it's been a minute. Last episode we dropped was the trolleys. Then we had a one-week break, celebrated. Yes. I guess we Oh, I think we really said after New Year's, but anyways, yeah, we weren't so, celebrating nothing but our last days off. Yeah, just celebrating time in between. Now I got MLK Day coming up, um, but yeah, I've been good all the way up until then. We've been getting a lot of a lot of rain in California, especially. It's, it's been nice, I will say, and everybody's like quick to say like, "Oh, it's not getting us out," but it is nice when we're getting it anyways, <laughs> even if it hasn't like solved all of our issues with uh water in this state. But um, yeah, other than that, yeah, just enjoying TV, watching a lot of Peacemaker. That show has yes. been, been absolutely amazing. It's, it is so good. Yeah. It's like, I was discussing with Marissa the other day, just like, I think like John Cena might be the best like wrestler slash actor, <laughs> like as big as like the rock is like from a blockbuster standpoint, I'm like, John mm-hmm. Cena is killing this role right now. <laughs> John Cena is a better actor. Yeah, he is. If I can just, he sells that character so well, but, and then like has the scenes where he's like, like crying and, and hitting himself. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just, like, like, like vulnerable and like, just yeah, like he has going through all his feelings. <laughs> yeah. He has it, his character is showing range that I did not expect to see from Peacemaker based on what I saw from Suicide Squad, even though he was a great character then, but he is a, definitely a lot more of a developed character now. And um, yeah, I've, I've been well impressed, especially the fact that it was highly recommended, you know, with things like that, things get highly recommended and you start to build them up. And you're not sure if they're going to meet those expectations, but yeah, after watching Peacemaker, it has exceeded my expectations. Yes, And as I discussed with you, I watch that intro every time because it just, <laughs> it will never get old. <laughs> like, it cannot be ignored. Yeah, it just it's it's so good. Um, how about yourself, Adam? How you been? Hanging in there, still just clawing my way. Oh well, you guys probably don't know this, so I'll start you at the beginning. I recently discovered that all eleven seasons of The Walking Dead are on Netflix, and I was like, "Yo, I fell off about halfway through season seven. This is the perfect way for me to get back into it." Just non-stop walking dead no commercials nothing just in it moving through it so 
I'm about halfway through the final season. Yes. <laughs> I'm almost finished. I'll probably either finish it tonight or tomorrow. Good thing we got the day off, so I can I can go late and I can go hard. Yeah, this has been a phenomenal experience for me. Insofar as doing that, I'm still waiting for like the new shows to come back, the comedy new shows, the the Bill Mars, the Daily Show, see what they're going to do with eventually finding a new host. Uh, they're going to be swapping in special guest hosts for the interim. So kind of looking forward to that and just looking for new movies, looking for new horror, waiting on other new things. But AMC, what have you been playing? Probably oh, for me. Um, let's see. I have been. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing. Actually, I did put in a lot of work with Astro Chain, and that game has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I have to be towards at least like the like three quarters mark, if not like starting to enter what might be the last chapter. I feel like there's still one or two more things story wise that need to be revealed, but maybe that will all come up in the fourth act. But um, yeah, that I've I've finally got the combat down in that game it took about like let's say roughly like <laughs> definitely like at least like 10 hours to finally get a feel like i was like playing through it i was taking out people but you know the flow wasn't quite there especially like in these like combo heavy games and now it's one of those things where it's like attack 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 do the chain attack attack chain attack da 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 finisher <laughs> like like because they have an option like when you get the uh the enemy's health down to a certain point you if you hit finisher you'll you'll go into like you know a quick like little quick like cutscene thing where it's not like long it's just like the thing goes you send your legion at the enemy it grabs out their genetic code and mm-hmm. then it brings it back to you and you get like some type of bonus and i was oh. missing that i was missing that every time like i would i would get off like that one extra attack that would kill them without me getting the finisher um you know just to take that little bit of scene painting out of it and so now I just have that timing down. So now it's like getting the sync attacks, getting in my attacks, and then getting the finisher right before I can, you know, put them down. And so it's just like the battles are just like strung together really well. And that's like where these these style of games shine. Like once you can get a feel for the rhythm of the combat, it really just um plays through in like a fun fashion. And yeah, it's uh been absolutely amazing. Story is great. I'm I'm absolutely loving the story. Um, where they've gone with it, how it's progressed, and especially like one of those games because you're playing as basically a cop and you know, I was like, oh, okay, this is like, this is fun. This is interesting. But like, you know, there's, there's some stuff going on right here that like, doesn't feel right, but I am a cop. So maybe they're just going to go this route of like, you know, cops are just do-gooders, but then things start kind of taking a turn. And so like, it's like, okay, not everybody in the force is to be trusted. And on top of that, there's like another enemy. So there's like different factions that I'm kind of working with and against. And so it's like one of those things like where the enemy isn't as bad as I think they are, and the cops aren't as good as I think they are. And I'm meeting somewhere in the middle to try to like figure this whole situation out. So great overall game. Um, and then you know, the big one. I play a little bit of Kirby, not gonna really talk about that because it's been about a week since I touched that. The big one is obviously always Overwatch 2. Um I know we have our our good times together. We've been putting in work, and when we get together. It's always it's always a blast. Um, e single seeing him more and more on there. So we now have you know a three man team, um, and I feel like the the di- the dynamic there is great. We have either we run that you know that tank and the two support, or we run the the tank 
damage support either way we're bringing it um and on like a personal <laughs> on a personal level you know always working support but you know it's funny it's like i just go back and forth between characters like probably last time i was on here i was mainly focusing on lucio mora um occasionally switching into in baptiste and you know just i think going back to when we it was one of the times we played and you know we played with east single and we just came up against a couple of teams where we couldn't take anybody out and it eventually it just yeah. like we just all came to the conclusion like it's the fucking mercy on the other team and like you see that like when they have a mercy it's like their characters just don't die <laughs> and so lately i've been putting in a lot more work with mercy to kind of just get that down in case like you know, I feel like our team is lacking in in health and and support from that perspective of healing. I can always break out a mercy to then you know put a little more effort there because you know initially the drawback that I always saw with mercy the main flaw is that like you know she's not really an offensive character at all other than that damage amplification and you never want to be as you had mentioned too heavy on damage with mercy as far as breaking out your pistol because then you're not doing your job yeah. and so there's always that like oh like we need more firepower i can't play as mercy but then recognizing how strong or at least yeah how how much she can amplify each character as far as keeping them alive and then amplifying their damage um should outweigh it as long as you have a decent squad with you and yeah like see going against good teams that have a mercy you just see how important how vital she is to you know to making them all better than what they would normally be on their own and so yeah i've been putting a lot of work with mercy and the real progress i would say there is that at the end of the matches i am i'm noticing now that i'm having the fewest of kills and that was always the thing with mercy is i would have probably the most deaths on my team um as far as uh like you know people just hunting me and so yeah, because of like that yeah, I would always just switch it up and just be like, God, like I, I can't do it. There's always a Moira trying to get into the back lines to take me out or a Tracer or a Sombra. But now I've finally, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at, um, you know, really utilizing her escape ability, which is, you know, flying to the homie and popping myself up in the air and being better at that. And you know what the big one too is that not only working corners so like killing people while also being able like while also you know going in the cover behind a corner but to when somebody dies giving it a second because there's always that you see somebody go down and you quickly want to rush in to heal to uh, resurrect them but odds mm -hmm. are they're already you know the, the enemy is already looking at that location because they just took somebody out so that if they see a mercy fly in they're going to take out the mercy too mm -hmm. so what I've been doing is, you know, see somebody die. I give it about like, you know, five seconds, get a lay of the land. And then I'll, I'll approach it from a different angle as opposed to like a direct shot to the, uh, to the soul <laughs> that's like sitting there. Because <laughs> um, it's just like a, it's just like a yellow orb. It looks like one of those like you know, Dragon Ball Z <laughs> orbs that like are in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, once I started doing that, I started dying a lot less when it came to uh, resurrecting because, you know, in the past I would kind of just like, if I died, it's like, well, at least I resurrected the homie. And then yeah, if, you brought me back was, like three times in one match. Yeah. If it's a life for a life, then I was willing to make that, you know, that, that consideration. But uh, now it's, I'm, I'm living and resurrecting people 
and consistently now getting up to around six and seven resurrections per match, which is pretty solid. Um, it's it's yeah, incredible. That's that's the game right there. Yeah, exactly. So with that now, um, I'm still putting in more focus on Mercy, but my Mercy game now, I've been inspired by other good Mercies to now step my game up, and I feel like I'm finally meeting that you know that goal. But hey, Dub, how about yourself? How 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 the game's been? I know you've been playing a lot. You've been you've been putting down some. So let, let me hear all about it, hey, Dub. <laughs> yeah, I've been putting stuff down. Well, as you know, been playing Mad Overwatch Two with the homie and. So pretty crushing defeats was held was held kill this one game. Uh, I had a game that was very close, and I think we could have won it if our mercy had more healing than kills. So <laughs> <laughs> twenty kills with the mercy, like that's that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's a problem. And it's like normally you wouldn't look at something like that as a problem, but it, just knowing a little bit about the game, it's like that's that's huge. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do this? Even if you got half of those kills and did the rest in healing, we won that game with tremendous ease. Yeah. But I uh, what else did I play? Uh, let me think. I booted up Biomutant again and really got a taste of it since it got the PS5 upgrades. And like I I forget when it came out and what TV I played it on. So let me kind of look here and see. It was, it was on the old TV? It might have been, depending on when it came out. It came out in 2021 in May. Mm-hmm. So I think I may have bought my TV either at the end of that year or the end of last year. But yeah. I feel like it might have been at the end of the day. So I might have played Biomutant on the little TV. And then I was playing it, just the PS4 version. But this PS5 version, dude, this shit looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks incredible. It's still the same game. So that's all the same controls. It just has a very, a very gorgeous level of polish on it. You know, it doesn't make the game any better. It doesn't make the game any different. It just makes the experience more enjoyable, which is enough for me because I already enjoyed the game. Uh, completed a few side quest trees trying to get myself acclimated to the controls again you know fooling around with the crafting system get squeezing out just a little bit more power from my weapons i'm already pretty powerful got my levels got my abilities so mm-hmm. yeah so i was just refreshing myself on the hand to hand the timing of the dodging it enjoying and marveling at the graphics just it's so much content though i'm looking at the map it's just full of waypoint markers and I, like that's what I just did in the other game I was playing, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk. Mm. And I, I finally got to a point where I got it down to like the last two side missions, and both of them involved me waiting for a period of time before somebody would give me a phone call, and I was just like, "Fuck it, we're 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 getting the two point conversion here." So I decided to just go past the point of no return, push on through the final missions, and finally roll credits. After two long years and two save files, 200 hours, Cyberpunk 2077 has been completed. Nice. So you beat, uh, did you beat The Witcher? No. Oh, well. So I'm not. Cyberpunk has that on The Witcher (laughs) for for an inferior game. (laughs) Yet you played through Cyberpunk. (laughs) Yeah, The Witcher having its PS5 upgrade now. 
I really don't want to start another just waypoint marker checking game like that. Where it's just this massive world. Everything's interesting. This is like, oh, God. I got a minimum 200 hours just to clear the map and not have anxiety. Like, oh, I think I left some content on the bone. I got to go back. I'm not trying to be like that. So, yeah, looking forward to eventually playing The Witcher. I might mainline the story just to get through it, depending on how engaging the content is and how much fun I'm having. Uh, I still need to get back to Callisto. I think I'm at the halfway point. I need to finish that. I mean, I got Moon Scars, Disco Elysium. I haven't even like started in earnest, and that's supposed to be one of the best games ever crafted by human hands. Yeah, I hope, uh, I'm interested to hear what you say because I, I definitely fell off of that game. <laughs> oh, you didn't finish it? No, I I gave it like about, I think I got about twelve hours in, and I was like, I I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no for me, though. <laughs> yeah, I had like I had pretty high. Like I, I thought that game was like tailor made for me, and something happened. Like while I was playing it, where I was just like, I am not like maybe I. Did the wrong like the build that I went with was not the build that I needed to enjoy the game. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, because like I, I decided to go, you know, a more like thinking detective, smart guy who sees clues and knows how to respond to things and has you know an encyclopedic uh, memory. Blah, blah blah blah. And it was fun, but the game. Here's what I'll say: the game is about kind of like you know you're you're a fuck up you're like a drunk you don't know what's going on when the game starts like you just wake mm-hmm. up in a hotel room and you're kind of you got to pick up the pieces as you're also like you know solving this case and um a part of me is like i wonder if the the more interesting build would have been the strong guy who fucks people up but is also like a dumbass just <laughs> like mm-hmm. or is like is also kind of because like you're, you're already playing as a fuck up so um like a part of me is like, if I were to replay it, I think I would go that route as opposed to, to like trying to do this guy who's intelligent, but like the narrative is always trying to remind you that he's makes all the wrong decisions. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I felt like I was going counter narrative um, as opposed to like, you know, trying to play through the game and like have a good time with it. Like I was trying to, you know, overcome the circumstances. And so now I think if I were to replay it, I would, I would attack it a little bit differently and maybe that would make all the difference, but that's why I'm interested to see what you think about it. When you play it, when you play that game, oh, man. it's going to be so much text. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's why like a part of me feels like if I had done like more of an action character, at least I would have gotten more of those like animations of him, like maybe attacking somebody or fucking somebody <laughs> up. <laughs> somebody who solves all his cases with his fists. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell me the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is for making me wait. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah keep going. About. Yeah, so beat Cyberpunk, played some Biomutant, played a lot of Overwatch, completed the Battle Pass, bought the Battle Pass, got a deluge of content. Enjoying that. Got my Junker Queen Zeus skin. So when I'm shooting lightning at that ass, you better run the other way because I'm coming for my kids. And that's all I got to say about that. But AMC, let's get into these topics of the week. Topics topics of the the week. week. Well, as mentioned in the trolleys, the follow-up to the trolleys is always the most anticipated games of 20. Most anticipated. 
Anticipated, mostly anticipated. anticipated. <laughs> yeah, so uh, usually with this episode, we go through month by month, assuming that there is a game every month. You would argue last year, based on some of people's opinions, that there weren't enough games each month. In fact, there were probably no games <laughs> month to month. In any month. Yeah, in any month. But uh, right now, it's lining up as it is that there's pretty much a good game every month. There is, I think I was looking at like, I think February, there's about like five games <laughs> that are like incredible that are coming out in that month alone. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get our notables for the month. Not necessarily games that we plan on getting, but just games of note that, you know, could make a splash um, or just in general games that just are going to be things that push storylines as far as like the news and what's going on with consoles or with this developer and yada, with yada, the yada. industry with the industry this is the sorry state of the game <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um with uh, that let's let's get right into it a dub we got the month of january you want to lead off a game that you know catches your eye or possibly a game that you might even plan on getting absolutely i'll lead off of both of those things in one game for spoken it's happening you, you can't dissuade me. The review scores aren't going to deter me. It's happening. I'm supporting the homegirl, Ella Belinska, and I'm getting this game because it looks very much like a Square Enix version of Infamous. You get to play as a mage, different spells. It has a interface and like a combat system that's similar to something that I thought up on my own. <laughs> so I want to see how that works in practice, see how close they're getting, see how they figure it out. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited for that one. It's pretty cool. I like to support ideas that interest me. It's coming out on the 24th, same day as the Dead Space remake. In case anybody's interested in that, and AMC, anything in January you're looking forward to? Yeah, um, this one coming out three days later, <clears throat> January 27th. That being the Dead Space remake. Did not play any of the previous Dead Spaces. We all know my stance on horror mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was one of those games that just seeing more and more of the trailers, it started to pull me in. Seeing that I, you know, I, I'd known about, you know, the limb, the limb hacking and the aliens and all that stuff. But I wasn't aware about the abilities, which then gave me a feel of like, damn, like, I wouldn't go as far as to say a hero shooter, but I mean, you got powers, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, everything else that comes with that game, I know the story is impeccable. Um, based on everything that we know, the sound is going to be that much better because they're just, you know, putting all the, the current gen assets into this game and just beefing it up. So it's, in essence, Dead Space on steroids. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting too, like, you know, not to knock this game, but a lot of people were excited about Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol comes out. You know, some people liked it. Some people thought it was it was good, but they feel like um, the sequel will be the game that they that they really wanted Callisto Protocol to be. Um, and so it seems like a lot of the attention then was turned to Dead Space because I think there's also. I don't know if it was the community built it up or it was the fact that, you know, it was former Dead Space um, developers that then went over to Callisto Protocol, but people were expecting Dead Space in Callisto Protocol. And so I think what a lot of people realize is that they just wanted Dead Space. And so now we're going to get Dead Space. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that little little flip-flop was funny. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, I think 
for for a lot of people this is the game that they've been waiting for or this is what they'll what they'll do now to you know scratch that itch and for me somebody who skipped on this um i am super excited to one not only play this game but you know jump into you know this genre would you say that this is survival horror like did you like are you not undermanned but you know being conservative with your usage of your weapons because you, you don't have enough and things like that. I'm conservative with my usage of weapons because in Dead Space 2 specifically, I reached the final boss and didn't, I didn't have enough ammo to finish the fight. So that's where I learned like, oh, decisions that you make early on in the game can affect the outcome later on. In the game. That's when I got really in touch with the Kinesis tool where it's just like a I barely shoot anything anymore. Just sometimes you melee them, knock them down, step on their arm that breaks off, grab it with the kinesis tool, shoot it in their torso, done. Or they're coming down a hallway. Oh, there's an exploding canister. Grab it with the tool, shoot it at them. Oh, there's a saw blade on the floor. Grab it with the tool, shoot it at an arm. Grab the arm in midair. <laughs> I throw it back. <laughs> Dude, I did that in a smooth sequence one time and blew my own mind. I think I, I like hit them with the I hit him with the slow the time slowdown. So he was moving slow. Then I cut his arm off. So it's like slowly spinning through the air. Grab it with the kinesis tool, shoot it in his head, pin him to a wall. Damn. It was amazing. It's space. It's just full of moments like that with all the different kinds of creatures that they throw at you and just how they maneuver and crawl through the vents and come out of different parts. Oh, it, it's a classic. I'm very much looking forward to this being out. I'm not going to be getting it day one, but I will be getting it at some point. But I got to give Force Falcon that. that good old honest college try. Mm-hmm. Support a new idea. You got anything else in January? Um, no, nah, I mean, the other notable would be Fire Emblem Engage. Um, this is this is going to be the second Fire Emblem game on the Switch. Fire, Fire Emblem, was it Three Houses, was absolutely phenomenal. Um, you get to choose between one of the three factions, and they all had their own their own set of units um, with their own storylines and things along those lines. So a game with a ton of replayability and just, I remember getting a ton of great scores when it came out. Um, Fire Emblem is always known as great tactical turn-based games. And, you know, this being the second one on the switch, I'm uh, looking forward to see how this game shows up. It also has, um, I believe Marth in it. So a character that I've only seen in, um, what's it called uh smash brothers up until this yes. point uh since i didn't play the early fire emblem games um so yeah it'll be nice to see his return in um in that world on a on a modern day console so there's a lot going on there it's definitely not my most anticipated game because there's you know i got i'm about to play midnight sun so that's a tactical turn-based game right there and you know there's some other tactical turn-based games coming out this year so not necessarily at the top of my list, but something that I'm keeping my eye on because they always seem to do well. And so if it reviews well enough, it'll be a game that I'll have to bump up my list of priorities. Anything else you got for January before we move on? No, let's get let's get to the best month, Black History Month. Mm. Mm. The shortest month. The shortest month. month. The sweetest month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't overstay its welcome month. Yeah, the shorter like, the month. <laughs> The sweet Short of the fruit. Month. 
<laughs> the sweeter the fruit. <laughs> All right, uh, I got to go straight for the jugular on this one. Yes. And just hit them right with atomic cards. Mm, yes, to talk about it, Ado. Yes, this will definitely be my day one. It's coming February 21st. It's mm. going to be cross-gen title. However, it is going to be running on Unreal 5. It's very much yeah. reminiscent, <laughs> very much reminiscent of Bioshock and like a, a Russian retro futuristic kind of setting and you're dealing with all these wild ass robots why is you trying to figure out what's going on and escape or whatever the hell you're doing let me let me look at this write-up that's been provided <laughs> uh let's see uh, atomic hearts atomic hearts it says nothing that i want to say so <laughs> <laughs> it's a soviet style pop meets juicy doom style remixes so that's what the developer is saying about their game. You're, you're going to have weapon crafting. You're going to have a kinesis tool. Of course, you're going to have standard first-person shooting, but you're going to be able to modify your weapons and improve them. You're going to have powers of your own that you're going to have fire. You're going to be able to freeze and wet and electrify. You're going to have telekinesis where you can lift up bodies and slam them to the ground. It's going to be boss battles, and it looks like this game aims to lean toward the more challenging end of the spectrum, like attacks from enemies are relentless. Boss attacks do tremendous damage. So you're going to have to be studying patterns, making the correct maneuvers, and utilizing your combination of powers as well as your arsenal to the best of your ability. You're going to have special moves. It's going to be it's going to be attacks from enemies that you have to block. There's going to be knockdowns. I believe you can drive a vehicle around the grounds of the game world. Yeah, man, there's a lot going on here. What really took me by surprise with this game was recently discovering that it is so it, either it has RPG elements or it's an action RPG in, it, in itself. So I'm always down for those. I mean, it's going to be loot, crafting, upgrading your equipment. Like I said, modifications. It's all going to be beautifully rendered and animated. Robots are flipping and jump kicking and getting in your face, transforming, having their having their like their outer exteriors blown away and scarred and torn open depending on what you're hitting them with and how you're hitting them so it's it's going to be a tour de force visually hopefully the overall experience comes together the way that it seems like it is and we have perhaps an unexpected hit on our hands i don't know but i'm very excited for atomic cards amc how do you feel about atomic cards so far yeah, I mean, it's everything that you mentioned. I uh, agree with that. Those are all the things to be looking forward to. And then just as you're getting at with like the robots, it's a um, it's a world where I'm interested to find out what's going on. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> yeah, one, you, I'm excited to see all the different types, all the different enemy types, because it just seems like a type of game that's going to throw a bunch of different types of robots at you. The design of them is very, uh, it's awesome because it, it captures the unthinking, unfeeling, you know, tone that is, you know, a killer robot. And then also just the creepy design <laughs> that goes into something that's like functional for a certain job, but then just ends up deciding murder is its only function. <laughs> and so you, you just see these like cleaner bots who also just happen to be super strong and have a blade attached to them and yada yada yada. Um and it's it's great. It's um it's great for world it's great for world building and um 
it'll be fun to just navigate that. Like it's almost like like that episode of Itchy and Scratchy Land of on The Simpsons where it's like you go to this amusement park and things go horribly wrong and that's like what it feels like this game is like you're going into a video game usually a fun and good time but things take a turn for the worse and now you're battling killer robots um and then you know i'm always a fan as i mentioned with dead space give me give me a gun and a couple powers and i'm all about it and so yeah this game just has everything going right for it and then the fact that i believe it was developed in russia and so who knows how people are going to react to that um mm. but uh I think it's gonna it's gonna do well regardless because it's coming out on Game Pass, so it's gonna have all the uh what is it, all the all the unique <laughs> whatever, like interactions with in, unique engagement from the consumer that you could expect yeah. from this game. And uh yeah, so I think it's gonna do well. And I know a lot of people are super excited about this game, so I, I can't wait for this to come out to see the uh the reception. But hey Dub, we have a game, you know, interesting here. This is a game that I'm looking forward to. A game that I wasn't necessarily interested in because, you know, selling, like, you know, letting you know what it is, tipping in, tipping the cap or tipping off, like, what I'm interested in here. This being Hogwarts Legacy, didn't see the movies. Um, never, <laughs> never, yeah, never, never read the books, just not Maybe. a franchise I was ever interested in. And so when this was originally announced as a game, I wasn't interested at all in it. And then the more and more I watched trailers, I was like, fuck, this is like, a great game like it's it, it's a great game that is skinned with harry potter shit <laughs> like yeah. harry potter lore and it's uh which is the most ideal situation it's um they've done right i feel like the people who are into harry potter are gonna show up by this game and support it and the people who are into just good interesting video games are gonna show up and buy it and then the people who hate you know everything it? <laughs> who hate the author are, are not gonna you know they're gonna J, jk rowling yeah who hate jk rowling they're gonna hate this game and try to get people not to buy it but um as as i think it's been noted this game was made without like her input <laughs> or whatever so i mean i get it if you don't want to support her by not buying the game that's your choice but this game does look uh look pretty good and uh not look pretty good it looks great just looks based on all the different just one the academy itself the schools look dope in itself but then as we, as we saw you leave it you hop on your broom you fly through the world <laughs> and then you start handling shit out there like it's it's multifaceted there's a lot going on the combat looks interesting i mean that's one thing we've seen with forespoken and harry potter now is just great i guess action rpg-ish style of games from a perspective of a mage and they seem to have gotten down that magic combat in a way where it's not like you know it's not just you sitting there button mashing um casting spells like it's they've done it in a way where there's you know there's a fluid action to it and um because of that it just seems to be to handle so many different aspects of this game really well like they've they've throwing it all together to make like one great package so i am really looking forward to hogwarts legacy and hoping that when it comes out it does make a giant splash in the month of february that will be releasing on february 10th yes. um anything else within the month of february uh, we got a couple here yeah i i don't want to take one from you so i'm gonna just put it on the table anyway 
Octopath Traveler 2. Yes. Now, the reason I'm pulling this up instead of saving it for the AMC is because Octopath Traveler 2 is not only coming to the Switch and PC, but it's also coming to the PS4 and the PS5. So for me, if I bother to indulge in it, this would be my first Octopath Traveler, be able to play it on the console of my preference, which would be awesome. I'm a little put off by that though because I wouldn't want to play the sequel without having played the original. So I'm hoping that by by the time we get a little closer to the release date of February 24th, we might hear some news about the original finally making its way to the PlayStation platform. Then I can get into that. Then I can get ready for Octopath Traveler 2. AMC, I know you have additional details and feelings to share. Let them have it. Um, yeah, Octopath Traveler 2. Octopath Traveler 1 was absolutely amazing. Um, it was a game that like got all my feels as far as the uh, Final Fantasy VI um, itch that I've had, where it's like, just remake Final Fantasy VI. Why won't you remake Final Fantasy VI? We've gotten seven. Everybody says Final Fantasy VI is the best one, but we haven't gotten that one. And, you know, that's that's a thing that I feel like Square Enix is just holding on to because when they know when they're when they're ready to make all the money in the world, they will release that game. And so um get all their fame back. Yeah. And so they put out Octopath Traveler One and that game did so much for me because you know, Final Fantasy VI didn't have the voice acting. Um, it did have the great music, it did have a lot of other stuff going on. And um what Octopath Traveler did well was that it um you get to play with one each character and then after you play with each character you get to bring them all together and you beat the game and what was crazy was i beat it and then it just happened to be that i looked up the game after the fact that's always something that like i plan to do is like after i beat a game then read about the game so i can kind of see everything that i missed and normally um i'll do that and then i'll I'll hop back in sometimes i'll beat a game and i'm just so over it by that point that i i really don't care um but this one i happened to look it up because i enjoyed it so much to just see like what i missed out on and that was it was one of those games where I quickly realized, like, holy shit, there was a true ending, and there's still more game to play. <laughs> oh damn! So I hopped back in. So it almost, I almost got technically that same experience that I had with Final Fantasy VI, which was, I um, I beat what is it? Uh, was it Gestal, the uh, the emperor or whatever? Um, and uh, the world Kefka steps in, the world goes to shit. <laughs> everything gets destroyed you're on this island and i thought the game was over for some reason and i just quit i was just a young kid <laughs> and i didn't know about that shit that was um, a weird ending yeah i was just like all right that was the ending okay um and then i like on like another replay i was like holy shit there's like a whole nother act to this game that i completely missed out on and then i played through it and beat the game but octopath traveler one i looked it up saw that there was a true ending and then i jumped back in continued playing Went to the final boss, got my ass whooped, um, then had to do a ton, a ton, when I say a ton, a ton of, uh, you know, just leveling, preparing, going back out into the world, getting all the best weapons that the game had to offer, yada, 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 for each character. And then I went through, beat that final boss, and it was definitely very, like, I felt very accomplished, but it was, because of that, it was not a short game. And um, so, yeah, with that, 
Octopath Traveler 2 isn't at the top of my list. If anything, I still haven't played uh, Triangle Strategy, so that would be the the next game I'd play. You know, from that developer, from that team, um, and that one was a you know a turn based strategy game. But everything so I've seen for those impressions, yeah. But everything that um, I've seen with Octopath Traveler 2 is picking up where the the first one left off and and then some. So you know, already a great game, great presentation, incredible music. Love the different characters and all the classes and what those abilities bring with each class. So it's going to be a phenomenal game when it drops. And I am definitely looking forward to, you know, PlayStation fans that missed out on it because they didn't have a Switch um, to be able to play this game. Because uh, also, I feel like there's, I love like the 2D HD, but there are some people who are just like trying to trying to hate on it and so mm-hmm. the more and more people that i feel that get their hands on it will then see the the glory of it and you know will then maybe nudge square enix to either give us that 2d hd final fantasy 6 or that 2d hd chrono trigger i want 2d hd secret evermore yes they ain't ready for that shit oh mistake game with the dog that changes depending on what time period you're in. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Uh, you, got a, you got another February uh, game? This is just a notable. Um, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Oh, right. uh, what makes I, it notable? This is the big PSVR 2 launch game. PSVR 2 will be out at this point. And this is kind of the game that I feel like at least could be an early console seller um it's because like, i know there's gonna be a lot of the um the re-releases of other games on uh psvr2 but this is you know horizon on the psvr so we got a playstation first party title from a, a franchise that has sold well despite you know the criticism of the sequel mm-hmm. um but uh and now to see this in vr the scaling to see how that looks based on you know trailers that we've watched and that's like without a vr headset and seeing you know that up close look of the the robotic dinosaurs um and to to know what that's gonna or at least to have an idea of what that's gonna feel like in psvr i can't wait to see people with this upgraded headset you know with these haptic controllers and all that all that goodness and then to have a horizon game on top of that with it um if those two things meet up, I think it could definitely, um, it could, you know, be a good omen for things to come with the PSVR two. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that this game does show up in a big way to then, you know, also, you know, just push aside those, cast aside those haters of, of Sony and not supporting their peripherals. If this one shows up well with horizon, I think, um, you know, it'll be all good from there. And so they really need to, you know, come out strong with this title. Uh, Do you have anything else for February, Dove? I don't believe so. Nothing sticks out to me. We're moving on to March. Yeah. Uh, the only other notable, I would say, is Wild Hearts. This is, um, you know, Monster Hunter did his damn thing. Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter did its thing, and people are anticipating the next monster hunter game um the next big one we've had monster hunter rise which did well that's also coming to uh playstation but this is ea's version and they've made their own 
tweaks and changes to the formula to you know give this its own feel and so far based on like the early impressions of the game people are pretty excited about this one and so it'll be interesting to see if ea can you know you know find their own footing find their own stamp within this genre of um of hunting monsters especially on the uh the ps5 because this is going to be a next gen console release uh only ps5 and xbox series x so um yeah I'm, I'm curious to see how this one looks because based on what i saw it looked pretty dope not personally interested but uh hearing a lot of good things about it so yeah that's all i got though for february let's hop it looks it. straight up like monster hunter <laughs> like did they see monster hunter like we could do that and then did that well, they did that, and then they added in like Fortnite building and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, so it's the same, but it's different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn. I mean, it. Don't get me wrong; it looks great, and it's definitely taking inspiration from. Also, from also a, a focus on multiplayer too. Like that, that three man, the three man team seems to be like a big thing with this one with the with Wild Hearts. Yeah. So, like Monster Hunter meets Destiny. Exactly. Destiny Hunter. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. All right. Well, moving on to March. I'll start with Wolong Fallen Dynasty. So this is coming from Team Ninja. It's going to be in the style of like the Neo games. Souls-like, but with a bit more speed. Uh, Had the privilege of playing the demo. While it personally isn't the game for me, I can see what makes it special and engaging there was just a lot of information going on on the screen like it's it's got all that soul style stuff you know the the four buttons to do whatever your weapons your your healing thing your item use and it's got all these meters and it's got a, like a mini map and it's just a very cluttered interface i'm sure you could probably turn all that stuff on but that was immediately a turn off and you know it's got that gamey movement to it where there's not really weight or gravity you're just running in full speed in either direction (laughs) so yeah but other than that it had pretty good visuals pretty good design uh the combat i imagine if i put some more time into it i could become proficient at it but it's there's a lot going on it's overwhelming. Did you by any chance play the Wolong demo when it was available? Nah, I don't care about this game at all. <laughs> I like <laughs> I saw a trailer and I was like, not my game. I'm moving on. <laughs> There's a pretty cool video out with a, a boss battle that looks pretty awesome. And most of the video is the demo player dying repeatedly in various ways. And then eventually toward the end of the video, they show defeat the thing. So it looks pretty cool. It's got some good content. It's gonna have that mission structure that we know from the Neo games. And I'm sure there are people who are looking forward to this. But AMC, what are you looking forward to or highly anticipating in the month of March? March 17th, A-Dub, we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming. Yes, we do. Um, Loki, I guess Loki because people already own the game, but, you know, PS Plus last month, or this month, I should say, we got Jedi Fallen Order. So mm-hmm. now I own that game, so I will be playing that game. And knowing that I have that, it sets up a potential chance to get Jedi Survivor. Um, everything that people loved about Jedi Fallen Order, I'm sure you can speak on that, um, seems to be in this next game. Everybody loved Fallen Order. It was it was the game that kind of solidified, all right, like um, 
EA via Respawn is back as far as single player games. Um, and with that, uh, you know, just they've put out a string of great games. And I think Fallen Order was the big one because I think people people by this point had assumed that EA didn't know how to make Star Wars games. Yeah. <laughs> like they just like, like they're publishers. So they don't necessarily make the games, but you know, they just, they put their stink on it and somehow ruined Star Wars games is I think the perception. Yeah. And this was counter, counter to the narrative by the fact that people love Jedi Fallen Order. Um, and so, yeah, everybody at least it seems like everybody who enjoyed fallen order is super excited about survivor there's not a lot of like oh they're putting out another one of these Uh, as much as like people complain about like star wars and how it keeps going people still show up and play every star wars games because they just want more star wars uh and so yeah the real fans going strong yeah uh i mean as somebody who played fallen order a dub um what do you think about survivor and it looks like they took everything that made the original the gem of the title it was and just stood on the shoulders went above and beyond i mean you have more lightsaber styles and lightsaber options to choose from like you're gonna have the single blade you're gonna have the double-ended blade you're gonna have twin blades you're gonna have the heavy blade and all of them are gonna have distinctive fighting styles instead of like even one of them i think it was the the two individual blades that was just a move within the double ended blades move set so now you actually have a style with that the powers are going to be more nuanced and offer you more options we saw the example of Cal pulling the stormtrooper toward him and turning him around using his gun against his enemies so that's some new shit we get to look forward to uh, we got new droids new enemies looks like wider more expansive worlds to explore different kinds of we got mounts now you know you could, you could glide on a thing it's it's very influenced by breath of the wild clearly and horizon zero dawn and every other game that has a parachute or a mount but that suggests that we're going to have even larger worlds to make our way through uh, even our traversal techniques look to be improved and add new levels and layers to all the stuff that we're going to be enjoying in this game so yeah when i Man, it's it's such perfect timing to do Fallen Order on PS Plus right ahead of the release of Survivor. So people are going to have this series fresh in their minds. They're going to want to get a piece of Survivor. Survivor is going to knock people's socks off. I have very high hopes for this game. Hopefully, I can do it day one on this. It seems like, seems to be the biggest or most interesting March game for me personally. So this is probably going to be a day one. AMC, how are you feeling about that, given your backlog and the way you play games as a grown-ass man? Uh, as far as playing a day one, no, this one definitely won't be a day one. Uh, but <laughs> the fact that I own Fallen Order, because this was initially when he announced Survivor, I was like, a part of me had just written it off. as like, yeah, I never played that game because I haven't played Fallen Order. Yeah. The fact that Fallen Order was given to me, now it's not even a thing where I have to even consider like buying Fallen Order in order to like, you know, jump into the franchise. I the franchise was gifted to me. So now it's definitely more there's a higher likely uh, like there's a higher chance that I will end up playing this game. And so yeah, I am uh I am now somewhat invested in this franchise just by the fact that I can play Fallen Order and you've recommended it multiple times to me that I 
I know that I'm going to enjoy this game. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the last one notable here. Now I won't get go too much into detail with this, but that is Resident Evil 4 remake. This is the uh this is this is the racist Resident Evil, right? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, it's one before. This is like the best Resident Evil. Okay, so that's why according I, to other people, three okay. is my favorite. Okay, so that's why I bring it up because this appears to be, at least from my memory, the last like great Resident Evil game until you get to seven. And so it'll be interesting now because I imagine this will come out and it will do well. And then do they try to do five? Do they try to fix five? Do they try to even do six or do they just skip over yeah. that? They never like, six never existed. Yeah. They're already, they're already giving uh Cole Veronica the cold shoulder. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see like if this is now, you know, the end now of these Resident Evil remakes because uh they're hitting the, the point where people started to fall off the franchise and then they had to save it. Um, so that's that's the only thing that's notable about Resident Evil 4 remake <laughs> coming out in the month of March. Now it'll be coming out March 24th. Let's move on to April A dub. Starting April, to get starting. April, April. You know, at this no, point we, now, we we forgot we forgot the biggest game in March, though. Oh, what is the biggest game, A dub? Cry boss Rock A C. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rock A. <laughs> oh, man. oh shit. Yeah, it was cast. Yeah. The star studded cast, including Reservoir Dogs actor Michael Madsen, Lethal yes. Weapons, Danny Glover, Machete himself, Danny Trejo, Vanilla Ice, Mr. Rob Van Winkle, and Chuck Norris. Got Kim Bassinger in there. <laughs> Bassinger. Bassinger, Bassinger. Bassinger. Whatever, whatever she says, I should probably because that's all that matters. And yeah, man. So that's gonna be coming out. It's like a it appears to be a first person, like kind of GTA style crime oriented game where you're trying to be in crime bus racky. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to find the same success of a payday. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like it's just it just keeps getting sequels. Nobody knows how. Nobody knows anyone that plays it. <laughs> but it's just popular. Yeah, that's, it's actually, like, that's actually kind of frightening to not know anyone who plays a game like that. Well, it's just, it reminds me that, like, when people bitch and complain that, like, every game is the same and yada, yada, yada. It's like, there are games like Payday. I think Sniper Elite is like on like Sniper Elite like seven. <laughs> and yeah. like I, I haven't played any of those games. I heard uh, great things about Sniper Elite. Yeah. It's just like there are all these games. Like people try to act like like there's only like five games that come out every year and they're For all everybody. Like, yeah, and they're all PlayStation exclusives. But then you forget like there's just all these games that are untouched. When you say that every game is the same. There's just another game. There's just a franchise out there that you are completely ignoring that people are playing the shit out of. <laughs> and so, yeah, that like this is just like one of those reminders. The notable thing here, though, is that it's PC only, at least mentioned as of right now. I, I assume maybe it'll eventually get a port. But it's crazy to think that a game like this would have, you know, the budget to have all those actors in it and to to just be released on PC. That's a, a little shocking because I always just assume that like consoles you know move the industry but not in this case apparently <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows maybe rock a city will bring things back yeah it sounds well enough they'll have to port it A-Dub. um let's move on to have to port it. <laughs> yeah. april a dub we got uh we got we got some more games 
this one not as hot of a month. I mean, if you if you were buying if you wanted to buy Hogwarts on the previous gen, you can now do that on April fourth <laughs> at this yeah. point. Um, I mean, is there anything here that that catches your eye? At least like notable <laughs> Dead Island two. Okay. Yes. So apparently it was an eight-year development journey across three different studios, but Dead Island 2 is finally seeing the light of day, 2023. This is coming by way of IGN. Uh, Maybe hard to believe, but given the amount of gameplay shown toward the end of 2022, it appears Dead Island 2 will actually be released on April 28th. Based on these videos, Dead Island 2 will give you countless gruesome, gory ways to slice, dice, smash, and smash the undead. This game is going to be taking place in a virtual representation of Los Angeles, near the Hollywood area, and I guess all the other surrounding regions. It looked like Santa Monica Pier was there. So it'll be interesting to try to make my way to Silver Lake, <laughs> see what that looks like. I always love going. I, I've mentioned this in previous shows, but one of my favorite things to do in open world games, especially when they take place in my, my land of <laughs> the West Coast, California, Los Angeles, uh, whenever the games take place out here, it's always nice to go around and see exactly how accurate this representation is and get an idea of what the development team thought were the most important or significant things to represent and which things weren't, like which parts get condensed, which parts, you know, have their clear one-to-one representation. <laughs> it's always it's always interesting to see those decisions that get made but amc i know you're not a horror dude and i don't know how you feel about first person because personally it's a turnoff for me but i'm a horror dude and you know i saw i saw good things in the original dead island dead island 2 is showing me some really cool things after playing dying late a bit in like bioshock and other first person games where i'm using melee weapons it, you know i'm getting the taste for a dead island this one's looking pretty good I'm interested in it. AMC, how do you feel about that? I don't know too. Um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not interested. It, it, this game always, this franchise always seemed to me like more about was it more about the trailer than it was about the game. Oh. Um, we're kind of past that point now. But when it was announced, people were like, "Oh shit, this, this is happening!" <laughs> like this is still happening. I think people were like, I guess like had given up or had forgotten about this game. <laughs> Just um, let it go emotionally. <laughs> yeah um and so yeah that's that's the only re- thing of note there that i have with this game but you know honestly i don't i don't really know what these games are about or you know the appeal of them but i when it was announced people people got excited so that's that's all i got there for that game april 28th for dead island 2 uh the only other game i would say for april uh not a game that i'll be getting but then one that was announced and i was like oh hey that's cool that they're bringing this back <laughs> and that is the Mega Man, the Mega Man, the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Interesting. Um, yeah, my my little brother Blair, he had the he had the previous, you know, the original releases on the Nintendo DS. And what I always liked about it was like it was it was a different take on Mega Man because it was, I think it was turn based. It was kind of like you had your your field. Yeah, I believe and, it was turn based. And you're moving on tiles. Um, and yeah, it was, yeah, as you said, it was turn based. It was um. That Battleman, uh, uh, Battleman, that Mega Man, Mega Man Network. So like you're 
you know, you're jumping on like that, you know, those animes where you, you, you log into a system and then you play out the, you know, the anime through this video game world. That was what this game was um, from, from a Mega Man perspective. And by all accounts, the people who like who played it on the DS love this franchise. And so it'll be nice to see it now come back on, you know, current ish consoles. It's, it's coming out on PS4 and the switch and PC. Um, but, you know, it's getting it, it's getting that at least update from where it was with the DS and a different take on Mega Man. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see now when it comes out, if it, it breathes new life into the franchise, because, you know, Mega Man's kind of, I believe there was one that came out somewhat recently, but, you know, I, I you know, that troll comment of, you know, it kind of came and went. I don't really remember hearing <laughs> much. Hearing Ain't much no of, way, gotta get retired in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, twenty Um, and so yeah, uh, whatever that Mega Man was, um, didn't seem to make a huge splash, and so maybe if this does well, it might get Capcom to consider at least like you know trying trying out this take on Mega Man as opposed to you know trying to capture the uh, the side scrolling you know magic that was of the past and and going with this turn based route that might be something that might come out of a successful release of this Legacy Collection. But let's jump into a huge month. And by huge month, I, I only see two games on this list, but they're both of note, and that is in May. So let's let's hear it, Ada. What, what you got for the month of May that, that is of note? I got Suicide Squad killed Justice League. Yes. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about this game. It's looking good visually. The writing and the performances look like they're they're gelling, like Magellan. <laughs> they're, they're coming together. They're they're doing well. There's humor. I don't care how you feel about it. I don't care how you, oh, uh, it sounds like it's too much cursing. Oh, uh, it's millennials. Oh, uh, it's uh, Zoomers talk. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> it all sounds good. It all looks good to me. I'm very anxious to actually utilize the gameplay in my own hands. I like what they've shown so far. I'm looking forward to a gameplay re-reveal and perhaps a deep dive into the, the game as well as its mechanics. But I got some faith in this. So far, it's looking good. It's rock steady. And they took, what, eight years to put this together since Arkham Knight. So they have an excellent pedigree being the Batman Arkham games, notably Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. So, yeah, looking forward to Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, get to play as Harley Quinn, get to play as Deathstroke, take down his splash. Huh? Oh, the shark guy, shark man. (laughs) (laughs) So you got all your, you got all your bases covered. You got light and nimble. You got hulking and heavy. You got precise and accurate. You have like swift and weird and like you got all kinds of shit. So very excited for Justice League, killing them. AMC. How do you feel about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, especially knowing it is the last performance as Batman by the late great Kevin Conroy? Yeah, that's a that's a big note. That'll be great for the game. That'll get some people to buy it just on that alone. Um it's interesting because uh so this one is yeah, only coming out on PS5, Xbox Series X and S. So, you know, current gen current gen only. Current gen only, which is a good thing. Um, one of the I mean, it seemed like the only like who knows what else was wrong with Arkham Knight, but 
all people talked about was like, oh, it's locked to 30 frames per second. Yeah. And so I feel like I feel like if this one comes out at 60 frames per second, it's already won that battle. <laughs> and, and by all accounts, it looks like that should be the case. Um, since it's only coming out on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S. So if it does that right, gets all that technical shit out of the way, um, it's already like, you know, on stable grounds from that perspective. Yeah, it's funny with the whole, it's like games try to be funny and people have now decided they don't like games to be funny. Mm -hmm. Um, But yet like, uh, um, there was that game that came out by, you know, with a, not by, but you know, it was voiced by was it Justin Roiland? Yes, uh, the gun high on life, high on life, and critically, it didn't do well. But then, like, like a week later, apparently, you know, it was like it was a lot of people were playing it, and it was like a viral sensation of a game. And so that's like one of those games where people people tried to shit on it immediately for its humor, and I think especially like this is you know people try to like shit on game pass but this is where game pass comes into play from a positive perspective is that like it got people to give it a chance that normally would have just saw the seven out of ten and just Mm -hmm. said fuck this game and the people who gave it a chance ended up enjoying it and just because i guess maybe even just the 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 nature of the whack the zaniness of the game it became something that was shared on like tiktok and then as if anything as, as when you put anything on tiktok it apparently blows up <laughs> but Jesus. um but yeah um no they they put uh this game was on there and people were playing it on game pass and it just saw this huge boost from that and so um i think it's one of like it's one of those things again like people will shit on humor in video games but ignore the critics give it a chance and i think uh you'll either enjoy it or you'll get past it but it definitely won't be a thing that will keep you from playing a game as much as people would like to try to convince you of that um the notable game for me though a dub this is a huge one this is a one that was supposed to come out in 2022 and got delayed so hopefully for all the right reasons and that is legend of zelda tears of the kingdom more like um, tears of the fanboys yes this is <laughs> follow up to breath of the wild the greatest game of all time the best open world game ever made mathematically every every game every game has copied breath of the wild from <laughs> since its release <laughs> and before yeah um and so yeah this is uh this is a big one. This is going to obviously be the huge uh, Switch release of the year. Um, Breath of the Wild still shows up on NPD till this day. And if this game can capture any of that magic, it will be a huge release on top of that. Um, I like the different feel that it's going for. It's a, you know, it's pretty much a direct sequel, but at least they're doing certain things mechanically to give it a different vibe. The world is going to be set up differently. There's going to be sky, like kingdoms in the sky. And so you're going to, have to traverse there i'm hoping at some point i'll just be flying with link <laughs> like i'll get some ability that just makes me fly through the sky it's just super saiyan you find just, wings insane. yeah just soaring <laughs> with it with a master sword in my hand um and yeah with, with trucks future trucks yeah and so with that i mean that also brings in different enemy types and different puzzles and you know everything that i discussed in the trolleys for what i was looking forward to with this game and so yeah um uh, this is going to be big and is, it is coming out May 12th and it is just enough time to play this game before a huge game that is coming out in June. So let's move on right on to June, A-Dub. I know, I know your game. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go through these. We got 
actually six somewhat i mean six three somewhat six. Big ones. Like, Jesus. there is a six on one of the games but there are three big ones that are coming out in the month of june a dub so which one would you like to throw on the table i'm going straight forward actually i got, yeah, you got it, you got it. <laughs> so this will be the glorious month whereby we finally receive the sequel to diablo 3 diablo 4 <laughs> yeah so if you guys have been following it as closely as we have diablo 4 is going to be bringing the diablo universe into an open world sort of an mmo-esque type of experience gonna have world bosses world events it's gonna you're gonna have a mount you can attack the world in any way you see fit obviously some areas will be higher level than others which means that hey if you're able to survive there then you're able to reap the rewards of being there. Then you're able to ascend and do more things with your life <laughs> out of sequence. You don't have to do that one, two, three, four stuff. You could jump around. But yeah, so looking forward to all the changes that they're making already madly in love with the more like Diablo 2 art direction, but with the Diablo 3 kind of art style. So it's a perfect blend there. Uh, all that gorgeous destructibility and ultra violence and gore is more present than ever we've spoken volumes about the the 3d damage the animated damage uh, talking about the different it looks like you're going to be having a lot more traversal there's going to be a lot more environments to explore and you're going to have dungeons that are biased towards certain types of equipment it could go on and on about all the things that diablo 4 is doing the only thing that you need to know is that A-Dub and AMC are extremely excited for it. A-Dub's putting at least a thousand hours into this game, taking advantage of the expanded customization for the different character classes. Uh, man, I could go on. But AMC, I know you're also looking forward to Diablo 4. Why don't you break down what brings you back to hell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I said, I didn't own Diablo 3, even though I platinumed it. So it'll be nice to one finally own a diablo game um the last one i owned was like two and that came out a million years ago and but that's how these diablo games work they come out and they're playable for like two decades <laughs> um and yeah so that's um, i'm hoping that blizzard you know captures that magic they've already given me a taste of it with overwatch Two, I did not expect to really get into Overwatch 2. I expected to play a little of it and move on. And I have been hooked, hooked to the point that I gave it my game of the year for 2022. Yeah. Um, and so Blizzard just they know they know how to do, they know how to make games. People try to act like Blizzard has fumbled the bag and they just like, you know, they're a shell of what they were. They're 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 living out their glory years of when they release World of Warcraft, <laughs> but no, they just they they're hit makers. They put out games, and those games are meant to last. And people don't understand that. Um, and so, yeah, that's if they can just get any of that into this Diablo game, I imagine it will be everything that I love. Like I'm even expecting the rocky start that like people you know <laughs> always harp on when it comes to Blizzard games, and. I, they'll get past it and you know blizzard is all about you know connecting with their community and giving them the great game without giving them you know just a game that they like created for them in a way like where it's wow. like here I'll, I'll tell you what to do with this game and then you make that no blizzard gets an idea of what you like and then they put their own spin uh -huh. on it and i feel like that's what 
you know we can expect from Diablo 4 and yeah I can't wait to jump in it's the return of the druid so the last like yes. Diablo game I owned I that was the first class I played with was the druid um and I love running around with that werebear and that werewolf and having my summons um and I'm expecting some of that with this one and it's going to be on the PS5. So just all that graphical fidelity with that class that I love with the new feel for however they decide to, you know, start off with this one, because we saw that there was like an evolution with Diablo three. So I'm just looking at at, this is like the first phase of whatever Diablo four will ultimately be. And so I'm enjoying the ride that will come along with like jumping, jumping into it, playing through it, playing with all the characters, platinuming it, eventually getting new characters added expansions and everything. And then tweaks to the game, the addition of, you know, uh, um, I guess new game plus in with in the form of whatever they they decide to do with like riffs and things along those lines. There's a lot going for this game, and I feel like people are like selling selling it short because of Diablo Immortal. And so if this game can come out and prove that you know Blizzard can compartmentalize their mobile game division versus their console division, it will. I'm not going to say appease the haters, but it will at least make them look bad. And that's all that I care about. Yeah. Oh, this time I was hearing this game was going to be trash and it's actually really great. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The haters steered me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Diablo for 100%. AMC, do you have another game you're looking forward to? Yeah. um, Yeah, this is one I'm not necessarily looking forward to, but I, I wanted to. I want it to like, yeah, you know, at least change my mind because I'm always open-minded. I'm not going to just hate on games just to hate on games, Exactly. but you know, I'm just always wary of this franchise because I fall for it every time. I always say I'm not going to do <laughs> it. And then I end up jumping in and I, I end up, I'm not going to say go as far as to regret it, but it's just, you know, when you're chasing the dragon, it, cause I always bring up final fantasy six, Mm-hmm. I love Final Fantasy VII. Eight, I forgot. I like I played it, but I don't really remember it. I got my gun blade, and that's all I remember. Yeah. Nine, I absolutely loved, and then you know, it's it kind of just it, it, you know, <laughs> it just I, from there it kind of just became, it's a like, blur. Yeah, it just kind of I I play games, and I like ten was there, twelve came out, thirteen I don't know why I played it, but I played it. Fifteen, I played, I I, I beat it, but you know, I wasn't happy with the meal but i enjoyed the meal as i as i ate it uh, i didn't oh you know i wasn't happy with the way it made me feel after I, I i finished the meal but i enjoyed the meal while i i ate it um and then <laughs> with this one with final fantasy 16 what i like is that they're given a different feel it it seems to be more of action rpg is i, I guess it, is how i'd put it with uh, an that, emphasis on action yeah the you know final fantasy 15 it was you could see all the influence that uh, Kingdom Hearts had on it uh, as far as like the combat. Um, and because of that, it was fun at first and eventually, it, it, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, and, you know, they just they made some decisions with 15 that kind of screwed it up narratively for me because there was like they, they released a movie uh, and it was, like a, it was like a prequel movie that yeah. played into the story. And so there were like there were jumps 
in the game narratively that were filled in with the movie and because i didn't watch the movie i kind of you know i was kind of just lost at certain times and you know they were they were ambitious because they're just like people love final fantasy and so they will enjoy everything that has to do with final fantasy and you know that just didn't happen and so don't get 10 million views on this (laughs) on this video get this netflix money yeah (laughs) yeah so they did they did a lot to like really promote it uh before it came out and you know just the execution just didn't come out right for me i'm sure other people enjoyed it so i'm not gonna just completely shit on the game and it, it definitely had like things that were noteworthy but um yeah this 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 game seems to have new direction they brought in what is it the uh the guy who fixed uh final fantasy what, 14 yes um and it has you know it's your are comboing folks and you got your kaiju battles so it's gonna have a different feel and if they do that right it, it could be enough to to bring me back into the franchise and this is totally a wait and see thing i'm i'm not getting a day one for sure i'm going yeah, to absolutely i'm going to see the reaction to it i know people are excited for this one it's a ps5 exclusive um, but uh yeah it there are a lot of things going right for it and now i just need to see that it's executed correctly I, I will totally wait for reviews. I will be looking at scores. <laughs> I will be I will be reading those reviews. And yeah, where I, where where are you at with Final Fantasy 16, Ada? Well, the most recent trailer that they put out for it, I believe, it was uh, the Revenge trailer, and that one that one got me on board. At first, I was a little dodgy, like I said, the kaiju battles. I'm not having that shit. And when the the combat itself gets a little too over the top, like when you're doing corkscrew spins in the air and <laughs> all this shit. I was just like, nah. But I saw a lot of the core combat, which is what I want to engage with most. And just the general aesthetic of it really harkens back to the glory days of Final Fantasy. So it has that look in 3D. The combat looks good enough and you're you're outside, you're in the world, you're doing it. It's not like you go to a special screen or anything, or maybe I'm just looking at the situation incorrectly. However, it looks like the kind of action RPG Final Fantasy that I would be into. Uh, I feel the same way as you do. I'm not going to begin at day one. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily be reading reviews or looking at scores, but I will pay attention to the general discourse that goes on online, especially when this game is being discussed, because I imagine a lot of people are just lining up to be like, uh, LOL, RIP, FF, 16, <laughs> for, <laughs> confirm flop. Yeah, all of it, all of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of that. So I'm really trying to sift through that and see who's actually playing the game, how they feel about it. Like what they what it is they saw versus what the final product is, and you know, not necessarily reviews, just more impressions to see how all the elements come together. Because you know, what I'm seeing looks interesting, but I just want to know. What people think. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, come on, I I, I just wanted I I want it I want it to be good. <laughs> I want it to be good. All but, it has to do is be good. It's not yeah. that hard. <laughs> <laughs> It clearly is not that hard for Square to make a good game. It's just they start doing too much. It's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do me like this. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, and I will say good things with Square Enix right now is they seem to have downsized, which means that they're they're limiting their focus, which is good. Because that means yeah. that they are trying to focus on their core franchises. So they're just like, Western games, we're good on these. Have at it. Fuck fuck off fuck off tomb raider fuck off 
Deus Ex Machina. Fuck <laughs> 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 off, Hitman. Fuck off. Or did, uh, did they leave before all this? Yeah, but they did let go of Hitman like that. They were like, IO Interactive, you can go and you can take your franchise with you. Which is yeah. which is cool of them just to be like, like we're not going to do this shit where we're going to let you go, but we're going to just kill this franchise. <laughs> Hold on to it and kill it. Like they said, you can have it, do what you want. And IO went on to make a great series of Hitman games. Um, and yeah, and so maybe that that focus on, you know, Japanese games will make a good final fantasy game and so that's that's the hope uh the last game that we're gonna say you got something else i was gonna say and uh and a good experience for forespoken hopefully oh that's right that's right forespoken i forgot that they had that so that's a yeah that's their other western game that they got going on yeah square Enix be throwing games out yeah you know they already got those those 2 dhc games on lock um let's see the the third game on this list notable um i won't be getting it but i know people are excited about this that being street fighter 6 uh we always love you know seeing what is it uh <laughs> fuck uh evo um yeah. and seeing street fighter you know close it close it out and by all accounts this is the street fighter that you know is this is the good street fighter game because they have single player content yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have they have modes to, because games don't have enough modes these games yeah. don't have enough like it's like everybody wants to play the one thing but don't put out a single player story and now suddenly that's all people wanted to play um yeah they they went ahead they they got single player content here we've got announcements of, of characters that are returning we got new characters and i'm liking the art style that this game has so far um and yeah, it's uh, it's the game that always makes Evo. That's like pretty much like the reason why I'm looking forward to it. Because if it's done right, then it'll make that fighting tournament that much better. And um, when Street Fighter is good, I feel like the world of fighting games is good. Um, at where you at with Street Fighter Six, Ada? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it's great. Like you said, it. Don't get me wrong. I have a heart. I I have appreciation and gratitude in my heart. Like it. It looks great. It seems to be offering more than previous Street Fighters. Uh, it looks like you can create your own fighter and then fight, like in, in a like somewhat of an open kind of perspective where you're roaming through the world looking for people's asses to kick. So that's like a literal street fighter. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. I would like to know exactly how that works and hopefully I can get that information. But yeah, it, it looks good. It moves good. It, it's great for the fighting game community. Just keeping that legacy going, continuing to increase that popularity by having new and relevant releases, but street fighter, just isn't for me anymore let me know when injustice 3 is coming down the pipeline then we can talk yes sir yes um i know how your list goes but it's a pretty blank at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first half of 2023 is pretty stacked and then we start getting into the more vague territory yeah like we're, release like, release window <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly so any any notable release window fallish games that um come to mind well, Forza Motorsport 8. Yes. So this is reportedly coming in spring of 2023. We'll see how that goes. Uh, interesting news that I had not shared, but Microsoft 
is going to be having an event later this month on January 25th. It'll be an Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct. They're going to be sharing details about Redfall, Forza Motorsport, and more. It's also been noted that there won't be any Starfield news here. That'll be in a separate event that they're planning for a quote-unquote later date. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. We're probably going to get some info on these games, hopefully some release dates. Motorsports, Motorsports the one where it's it's not like the the open world uh forza or like exactly makes, yeah, it's more know. it's more similar to gran turismo but of course in their unique turn 10 slash playground style okay yeah well i guess turn 10 since playground does does the horizon games okay there you yeah. go um yeah, this one will be it looks like it's going to be current gen only so that's awesome uh, mm-hmm. we're coming off the year of 2022 which had the release and success of Gran Turismo 7 so it'll be nice to have a competing a high quality competing product coming out not too long afterwards and you know we can really start to get an idea of like okay here we here we go now the generations we, we got some comparisons like, <laughs> like granted Gran Turismo 7 was cross-gen and perhaps Forza 8 might be playable on the one with some smart delivery or something, but it says it's current gen only, so we'll see. AMC, how's your list looking? Um, let's see. I got Black Myth Wukong is uh yeah. slated for 2023. Uh notable because this is the game that was uh it was a tech demo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, this is you know, we have these string much like the uh the many the many studios of Xbox and and Promise Games. We also have the many Promise Chinese games or Chinese developed games um, that are on the horizon, and this is one of I guess the earlier ones that are that's on its way um, of like you know of this of this triple A quality combat you know action. I don't know if this is action RPG, but just action style games and. Um, yeah, it looks dope. It has like that that kung fu feel. Has that what is it? Uh, what's what's the Goku the the Monkey King Monkey King yeah. vibes? Yeah, or yes. whatever it is. Um, uh, a lot a lot going on there, and just based on you know the Unreal demo, you could tell it's graphically it's going to be there. Um, and then now I'm curious to see like how you know more of like the story and. Uh, I guess the development of the character, if there is development and things like that, and just more of more of the combat to see how that like develops through the game. And so because of that, like you know, we're kind of I'm not gonna say we're in a renaissance, but we we are getting you know kung fu style of games. Like we got we got a dope ass samurai game. Mm-hmm. We got we got some ninja games on the way, and you know with uh with the release of what was that Devolver Digital game that came out the. Uh, the roguelike that you bought, and I don't think you played. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, oh, Sifu, Sifu, um, and so yeah, like, was was on that. Yeah, I think they did. They published it. Um, Damn, that's awesome. They yeah. have an eye for content, man. Yeah, um, and so yeah, uh, yeah, because I believe it was Absolver. It was basically Absolver. The people who made Absolver yeah. went on to make Sifu. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and so yeah, we're getting now kung fu games coming in, and this one looks looks like it has a lot of potential. And so yeah, it's um just on my radar for 
hitting a lot of the vibes and tones that I enjoy from, you know, that Shaolin, <laughs> well, like Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Shaolin, Shaolin. Um, yeah, Shaolin. Um, and so because of all that, I am interested in Wukong, Black Myth Wukong. Any interest from in this game from UAW? Black Myth Wukong, there's a great deal of interest. It looks absolutely stunning visually. The animations more than sell the fantasy of being in this kung fu epic uh, the locations are lush and gorgeous i don't know much about the level design because what i've seen really has been a lot of linear progression there are different pathways and things like that uh, to this point in this development we've seen the heads up display we've seen in-game menus items equipment things of that nature special abilities other kinds of mechanics so we're starting to get a more realistic picture of what Black Myth Wukong is bringing to the table. Personally, I'm very excited for it. Another Souls-like to add to the situation, another game running on Unreal 5 that's going to further further establish the gap between this current generation and the last one that people say is very small when actually it is very big. We just want kind of wait for developers to catch up. And yeah, man, I'm just pumped to finally get my hands on that's going to be outstanding. Yes, sir. But I, but I got another game for you that's coming that I'm extremely excited about. And you probably should be too. Yes. This is Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Oh, okay. Yes. So, as you guys know, from software, rose to fame with Demon Souls and then Dark Souls and then Dark Souls 2 and then Bloodborne, Sekiro and Dark Souls 3 culminating in the penultimate achievement that is Elden Ring. Now, following that up, we're finally getting a taste of a classic franchise that we haven't experienced in over at least one solid console generation, that being Armored Core. Uh, We were teased with a cinematic trailer, basically showing the aftermath of a cataclysmic event that has decimated an entire solar system or an entire planet. So we'll figure it out when we play the game. And, you know, you're piloting your mech. There's conflict going on. There are jobs to do. There's money to be made, parts to be found, arena combatants to be finished off. Uh, It's been so long, and I'm still kind of taken aback that this is not only a real game, but one that'll be out sometime this year and yeah man hopefully now with all the eyeballs that are on it armored core if it is indeed as good a game as i believe it is wins people's hearts then it'll see the success that it has always deserved so that's always something that's very exciting see people find it don't feel good to what damn you know, it's always so hard to recall the exact phrasing of a biggie line. Like, don't feel good to see people up on it. I don't know if that was a biggie line, though. I don't but, know. I need to... um, but yes, it is going to feel good to see people up on Armor Core once they realize that greatness from software intends to use all all the resources and all the, the experience that they've gained over the past almost 15 years making... Mm-hmm these soul style games and redefining the gaming industry one release at a time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they're going to take all that. They're going to focus it into armored core, assuring everyone that 
the game will always remain armored core. It's not going to turn into something else. It's not going to incorporate elements from anything else. It's going to be armored core to its fullest and to its greatest. So that's what's got me most excited. Finally getting something that's hopefully does for armored core what Dark Souls did for From Software as a studio and just elevates it to that level that I know has been there this whole time. AMC, how do you feel about Armored Core 6? Yeah, um I am I I'm pretty pumped in that, you know, there is I feel like Elden Ring has catapulted like from software is already up there, but they finally got their recognition, I would say. Because I you know how it is when people they do that thing where it's like oh, I can pigeonhole you or I, I figured you out. And by figuring you out, then they can like reduce you <laughs> or like yeah. they could be reductive with how they feel about you. One trick pony. Yeah. And so like, I felt like with like, you know, from it was just like people, the outsiders could always say, well, it's just they make hard games and that's why people love them. And so you kind of like overlook the fact that like, stellar gameplay great world building and everything else that has to do with like their games and so i think Elden Ring was the first time where those people kind of pushed all that aside allowed themselves to enjoy a, like a from software game and they saw like what basically what they had been doing this entire time mm-hmm. <laughs> just now in an open world setting and so yeah um i think that game has now you know put them on another level where if people a lot like people like myself, but a lot of people who missed out on the other the original Armored Core like releases, they'll now give this one a shot because it's not only is PlayStation also now just on another level from where it was when the, those games came out, but yeah, now from software is, and so I think those two combinations together will get people to you know uh, show up, buy this game and give it a try, and if they if they can execute it, like how they've ex- executed on every game up until this point, um, it's a whole new genre that can now take off. And that is the hope. Um, that is the hope because yeah, they've, you saw the influence of like souls games, whether it was like in like, even like monster hunter and like that type in that combat and um, you know, games just borrowing that type of one-on-one combat and boss battle feel for other games. Um if they can do something new like that within this genre of armored core, we can see that influence then carry out into other franchises and, you know, you know, pushing, pushing the bar will always like lead to greater growth within uh, the industry. And so, yeah, I'm hoping that from software shows up big and strong with it, with this release um, just from that perspective alone. And yeah, I would, I would also love to jump inside a mech and handle some business. If this game. So much, so much business will be conducted in that mech. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get all up in some business in that mech. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, I'm curious to see when it releases, there's as we said it's a stacked year like we have there's still so many more games that like haven't been announced as far as like release dates yet so i am curious to see where they decide to drop this game or if they feel like they don't need to worry about like releasing alongside another major release because of the nature of this game and the you know the the diehard support from its like community um yeah i'm curious to see where this game eventually drops yes uh Another big game that we know is coming out this year. It is a sequel. It is uh, 
one of the best-selling PlayStation games of all time. Um, that being Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, I, I am pretty pumped for this one. I skipped over Miles Morales, and I always have that itch because it's, you know, it's like it's on sale because they're trying to get people to, to play this game before Spider-Man 2 comes out. And I am somewhat curious to see what happens in the Miles storyline just narratively because he is going to be a prominent character within the sequel so i do want that backstory but a part of me does want a fresh fill for spider-man 2 i don't want to play miles and then you know kind of have a little bit of that like oh this is you know this is a step up but i also just played a spider-man game this year so uh because of that i probably will end up skipping miles morales and jumping right into spider-man 2 but this game is expected to make a huge splash i'm interested to see how they you know how they utilize you know this console into spider-man 2 um we saw all the uh the tech demo ish stuff that they that they were talking about with the original like, spider-man game on the ps5 and now if they can implement any of that while also still you know pushing pushing that game that franchise forward um i'm curious to see how that all comes into play what new abilities spider-man has the um you know the the fact that you will be fighting alongside Miles, it seems, on certain missions and things along those lines, how that's going to work out. Uh, are they going to bring back Mary Jane missions? Hopefully they do, just to, just to troll the yeah. haters. Start the game. Yeah, exactly. Just start the game with you playing with Mary Jane. Um, snooping around on Peter and learning about all his new gadgets and suits. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see if they, you know, build out that that spider-verse as far as like maybe we we get an introduction of, of spider gwen or at least gwen oh, stacy leading leading to a spider spider gwen maybe you know not dlc but you know that in between spider-man 2.5 ish game we get a spider gwen game yeah the um, spider gwen to the miles morales exactly um and I, I believe venom might be in this game not sure but um so like seeing that all come into play there's a lot that they can do spider-man is has much like batman has an incredible rogues gallery and so uh to see what villains they bring in and how they implement that i love what they did in the uh the previous game with doc ock and so yeah um there's a lot going for this game it's the game that you know took insomniac to another level and now i like to see what they do if they can take the ball and just run with it so yeah i'm um i am pretty pumped where's your excitement level for spider-man 2 uh i would say fairly strong because at, at the one hand of course i'm going to be interested in you know seeing exactly how good it ends up being it's insomniac so i don't doubt that it's going to be at least a guaranteed nine out of nine out of ten type of situation i'm just hoping that it gets that score based on the way that it innovates and builds on the 2018 game rather than just you know giving it a fresher coat of paint resting and, on their laurels yeah 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 you know just <laughs> 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 resting on their laurels. <laughs> yeah hopefully they yeah i'm looking for it i want to see an evolution i want to see something that becomes more uniquely spider-man of an experience like i want the random events and the npcs to have more life and dynamism to them and just i i want to see somebody really capture not only the superhero experience but the superhero in their world experience mm -hmm. because 
Like, I mean, if Captain America was just walking down the streets, like kids would be stopping all day. It'd be people like it'd be crowds gathering and it, it would be a spectacle and then some shit would break out and he would save the day. They're like, yay, and pulling each other out of the out of the rubble and that kind of shit. So like I wanna I wanna see stuff that reflects more accurately the the presence and the magnitude of that presence that you carry as whatever character you're playing. So I don't know. It's yeah. just a thought, and perhaps I'm rambling, but I am somewhat totally excited for Spider-Man Two. I really want to see what they're adding to it. I'm just hoping they go a little a little further than what we've come to accept for an open here open world superhero game. Yeah, it's like it's kind of crazy that like we haven't gotten that like you know infamous touch, which is like it was such a like I'm not gonna say a minor detail because it was a major detail, but it was huge. Like you're changing the world and you're seeing that directly re- reflected within the world but like the fact that and i know they're not going to do this with spider-man yeah. and, or they could do it like if they if they do do that that you know that venom costume where you're, you're kind of evil spider-man for for a hot second but i always loved in infamous how you make bad choices and the people start throwing rocks at you <laughs> yeah. like, like, fuck and you. they hurt <laughs> yeah they're like fuck you like um and I just like even if they obviously they, they they're gonna decide narratively which route you're gonna go. They're not gonna let you beat up pedestrians on the street of Spider Man. But just like as you're saying, like if you do enough good, like people like like you know like hey, it's Spider Man. We love you, Spider Man. Like as the game like progresses and like more reaction from the world based on you know at least your your accomplishments, um, that would be awesome. Um, I mean, it would be dope if they even had mechanics where you could sign autographs and take pictures and pose and like like really get involved as a player with that experience and just being the people's champ. Mm-hmm. it's like everybody loves you everybody wants a pc and then you jump out of there do some swinging i was like yeah I love <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I believe video games can go so far if they just focused on these very like small nuanced kind of details that everything else is figured out like the the visual quality is already over the top. The animations are already over the top. The representation of the open world, the lighting, the ray tracing, the puddles, it's all over the top and it's dope. It's just now it has to feel like it is a place with people that actually live there. Mm-hmm. And like the action has to be framed around that too. It's, we, we got to get better random events. Like, shit just need to pop off just for reasons. Like, oh, you had some bread, so I, I wanted some bread, so I pulled my gun out. <laughs> <laughs> like, just random shit. It, I, it would, it, I think just complete, completely randomized action mm-hmm. that you never know is coming for an open world superhero game will be infinitely more entertaining and accurate to a superhero experience than just the shit that we're that we're getting these days and not to say shit in the sense that it's not good but shit in the sense of just stuff <laughs> and like things stand out for different reasons but never never because like the action was just like on it you know it's uh i'm rambling i will stop but spider-man 2 i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be a good game i'm gonna enjoy my time with it i just really want them to go for it yeah. Um. What? Anything else that like stands out to you? Of course, the the, yes. the daddy of them all. <laughs> that, that, that daddy day. Yeah. That that God Howard. 
Coming yes. at you. Leather coat. He's staying some leather. Leather members only. <laughs> Leathers only. <laughs> yeah, Starfield, baby. So got delayed out of 2022. And we're waiting for the Xbox engineers to put that final <laughs> layer of polish on. <laughs> that's that's what Phil Spencer said. That's what the Xbox team said. Mm-hmm. So they they delayed it because they want their engineers to polish it up, make sure it's as good as it can be on launch day. So all right, <laughs> make sure it is. But yeah, yeah, I'm personally I'm not worried about it. I'd have taken whatever they gave me on November 11th, but unfortunately, that's not the way things went down. So Starfield delayed into 2023. Xbox has reassured us that it's going to be coming in the first half of 2023 so that could be as far out as june 31st that could be as soon as next month we won't know until we get more information like i said they're planning a separate event to talk about starfield news specifically for starfield and that's when we can expect anything i'm looking forward to it amc you already know where i am on this game we got a thousand planets we got factions we got character creator we we got we got the we got our own solar system (laughs) but we got starships get out of here starfield is killing it it's it's one of my dream games and it's finally becoming real so i'll wait as long as it takes for me to get this unfortunately it got Purchased by Microsoft in the Zenimax deal, but luckily I have a Series X, so I'm not going to miss the boat. AMC, how do you feel about that? Yeah, this is, uh, at least from my perspective, this is the first like real console seller, console seller for me when it comes to the, uh, the Series X. Um, if this game comes out and does what I'm expecting it to do, then I, I might be an Xbox owner for the first time I've had Xboxes, but that was through, you know, siblings, but I've never had my own Xbox. And so this yes. would be my first solo on my Dolo Xbox. And yeah, uh, everything you said, it's like, it's working there. I mean, it's to the degree that, so one of the other PS Plus games that was offered was uh uh, fallout 76 and i was i was i was interested for a hot sec like i was just like am i gonna play fallout 76 i like looked it up and i was like i'm not gonna play fallout 76 <laughs> like but that but, reality said it but like i just saw it i was just like i just got that bethesda itch and um <laughs> and like and so it, it's there it's always there and so yeah if they can do this right with starfield that bethesda itch may turn into me dropping a lot of money in order to just play this game. Um, and then you'll be able to play Diablo 4 on Xbox with your boy Ada. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully, do that. You hopefully. You don't want to pay for a second uh, internet multiplayer service. I know, yeah. I mean, hopefully what they do, if they, I'm assuming, but if, if we can get that cross-platform, which I believe Overwatch 2 has, so I'm assuming Diablo is going to have it as well. Um, so, yeah, if I can get that going... Um, that would be awesome. But yeah, Starfield. I'm going to have it on both consoles. Yeah. Um, yeah, Starfield. I I really want this this game to uh, be good because, yeah, as I said, just even 76, is, people have talked all the shit in the world about it, but every now and then I see it and I'm like, fuck, like I, I have an itch to play a Bethesda game and, you know, I don't want to play Fallout, Fallout 4 
And so, yeah, uh, Starfield would totally scratch that itch. And I just want that to meet the expectations. Also, like, you know, I'm just more positive than I'm negative. And I'm sure there's a lot of people just waiting to dunk on, you know, Microsoft and, and Xbox fanboys uh, when this game comes out and is, is they're hoping would be a, a buggy mess. Yeah. So if this game could they come They want out, it to fail. Yeah. And also, I mean, it was even before, you know, Bethesda got bought, people had turned on Bethesda with Fallout 4. A totally great game by all yes. accounts had its issues i mean technically but by all accounts a great game people loved it. it was game of the year for some people um and yeah like uh but people tried to like sell it short and say it was a piece of shit and so yeah people i just i didn't like that <laughs> i didn't like that people <laughs> just try to decide that bethesda no longer knew how to make games when you know they were all for like you know skyrim and was a Morrowind and New, New Vegas. Vegas and yeah, Oblivion, like, Oblivion, yeah, like all like the every worst game, of them all. Yeah, like every game up until that point, people loved, and then they just decided with Fallout Four, but that's just like drop the ball. The um, least buggy and technically janky game they yeah. ever released. And then, like for some reason, like they decide with Fallout Four, they're like, oh, like everything's browned. And it's like, have you not played a Fallout game? Like, was it was it super vibrant with like reds and blues everywhere? Like, yeah, like everything's like, mostly gray this time because it's it's close it's to the close to the it's, Yeah, it's post a nuke dropping on the world. It's just gonna get a little, you know, it's not gonna be a as little monotone. Yeah, things are gonna get a little weird. Um, and so yeah, um, I just felt like it didn't get a fair shake, and so I want to see Bethesda show up strong again with Starfield, just to you know, as I said, uh. It's a, it's a growing theme with all these games is to shut up the haters. So, yeah, I want Starfield to show up and just kill it. That'd be awesome. Yes. I hope uh, it pays off big. I'm very excited to experiment with all those mechanics. I'm definitely going to set foot on the surface of every single planet in that game. You can quote me and you can check in on me and I'll let you know. <laughs> but it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. The last one, I didn't play any of these games, but you know, it's notable and you could speak on it more. That would be Alan Wake 2. Yes. And that's because uh, you know, people super pumped uh when control came out, enjoyed that game. Um it got I think it I think it I mean people were already they enjoyed Alan Wake, but I felt like Alan Wake was enjoyed by its community. And I felt like control it like grew that community to another level. And then when Alan Wake was it was a remaster or remake that came out recently um whatever. i think it was a remake yeah when alan wake remake came out i think it just you know reinvigorated like all those people it's like and as we know i think you confirmed shared universe so a lot going on there we got the announcement the, the confirmation that they are working on a control 2 and so yeah um alan wake 2 i think is going to be you know keep on keeping on and uh, it's it's now been a while since the original Alan Wake came out, and so we're just going to see what they do with this um, with this next one. But I'm totally interested with of this universe and all the lore that's going on here, all the gameplay that I saw of Control and the route that they went with with that game. Um, yeah, I'm I want to jump into this space and just learn about all of it. Uh, where are you at with Alan Wake Two? I know you're a fan of Control. Yes, uh, once I discovered that. There was a tie-in between the Alan Wake universe and the Control universe. I was like, oh shit, Alan Wake is now infinitely more interesting to me because I absolutely love the world of Control, the the whole lore of 
the Federal Bureau of Control, as well as the oldest house, para-utilitarians, altered world events, and and altered items, and objects of power. It's just reading all those notes and case files and watching those videos, listening to those logs. And the thing about all the written and audio lore is that within the game itself, you're interacting with all that information. You're learning things about what's going on in the building, the kind of work that's being done, why it's being done. <laughs> and you're you're participating in that in in various ways. And it it was just the most like well interwoven and enthralling game universes I had ever experienced. So along with that art style and just how a, a simple description of how the oldest house behaves as an entity completely explains why they have the free reign to design whatever kind of interior and and just level structure that they want with no restriction on size or orientation or 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 width because the oldest house like it's a shifting building and nobody's sure how large it is and even maps don't remain useful for too long because rooms and things shift along the inside so yeah and they just have that that free reign to design this interwoven world where it's like an office building meets an extra dimensional plane (laughs) that no one can explain or you know or film or anything like that so yeah it's also it also harkens back to the days of psyops the mind gate conspiracy and that's a classic PlayStation 2 title where you have mm-hmm. telekinetic abilities and you're using them to try to escape uh, this military facility. It's very light on story, <laughs> very light on character development, but it's extra dope on gameplay mechanics, especially with your telekinesis and all the other powers that you employ, which are very similar to control. So yes, Alan Wake, I'm looking forward to the sequel. I'll go back and play the remake and I'm going to enjoy that infinitely more, especially now that I know a bit about the Alan Wake universe that I can bring in from the perspective of uh, of an FBC agent rather than somebody coming in from Alan Wake's perspective of like, oh, I'm just a dude on tap right here. <laughs> so, yeah. So it'll be interesting looking like I'll be actually studying the case of what happened at Bright Falls as I'm playing through it. Like, oh, okay. Because there are things that people probably saw and had questions about in Alan Wake that you would never understand unless you played through and like really experienced everything control has to offer. Because now I can go back and it's like, okay, I get this and I see where this is going. So, and then that gives you more excitement for Alan Wake too, because then it's going to be picking up with that that interwoven activity. We might see Jesse Faden showing up as like a an antagonist <laughs> trying to come and get up an Alan shit. Gotta give us the typewriter wake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll pump for that. Uh, let me see. Is there anything you said Alan Wake 2 Payday 3 is on there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stagan Paydays. I said that one. Hades 2 goes into early access. I think we're seeing the PC launch of Baldur's Gate 3. 
Warhammer Space Marine 2 mm. is coming out sometime in 2023, looking better and better every time we see it. Wolf Among Us 2. People have been very excited about that. You got anything else? Uh I'm just looking up, just making sure this is correct. Stellar Blade. I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to be and what that's going to do, ultimately. Uh, I'm trying to see. Is, is Dark Tide... Is that the no? It's not that one. I think uh, Dark Tide is up. Yeah, it said it was coming to Xbox. I think it's only on PC at the point. X, X, X. But uh, no, it's not the. I I, I wanted to see if it was that turn-based Warhammer game because I was like, "Fuck, that's coming." <laughs> oh, that's, shit. that's another. That's another one, but I don't, I don't think it's that one. Um, looks like I think that's out on a console. I don't know about console, but I think that game is out. Yeah, no, I want the I want the console version. Right. That game looks absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, no, nothing else that I can see. I mean, I'm sure there is some dope ones. As I as I always say, there's always the a couple games that we're just not aware of that will get announced, and those games will just take people by surprise. Um, or just games that get overlooked and they end up showing up strong, like was like Pentiment. It's not a game that was even on my radar last year. Didn't and even then, know it existed. Yeah, and it comes out and like just critically a, a critical darling. Um let's see Front Mission 2 remake that is also coming uh this year. Jesus. So I'll be keeping an eye on that. And I think um, a Front Mission 3 remake is already in the in the pipeline. Yes. And then um we still haven't gotten it was the metal slug tactics so interesting to see what what that ends up being when it comes out um so yeah there's a yeah there's a lot of games coming i'm super excited but uh i mean as we mentioned already a stacked year based on what's announced and then we have these you know these these window these launch window games that could come out in the fall or could get possibly get delayed to next year but all fire absolutely amazing i'm super excited for 2023 potentially the best year in video games uh do you want to call already a dub say it's going to be the best year in video gaming or is that a as far as i'm concerned it is man too yeah. many things that i i really want or have extreme interest in just like there's probably a dozen games by this year that's a pretty big year mm, yeah it at least like and that's like guaranteed that's not so like oh i'm I want these games. It's like, no, I got to get this day one, day one, day one. Yeah. That never happens. Exactly. How about yourself? Yeah. No, I think it's going to be an amazing year. Um, I'm super pumped. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call it, say it is going to be the best year in video gaming. Uh, I, it was, I, I was already ready to say that 2022 had potential. And then when all those great games from 2022 got delayed to 2023 on top of what's already been announced for that for this year, um, it's it's hard to say that it won't be. Uh, so now it's just a matter of those games coming out and executing and you know living up to what what's been what's been hyped up. I'm not going to say promise. I'm going to say hyped up. Uh, and so yeah, I am. I think this year is going to be ridiculous. There's going to be so many games that I'm just not going to be able to get to because it's probably going to be insane. Just the ones that I want to play versus the game, the games that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh it's crazy. And um, I'm super excited that, you know, we're now a couple years into the PlayStation five. Uh, uh, some of these games as mentioned will be released still on the PS4, but I feel like at least we're going to get that, that PS five quality guaranteed with um, 
the games that are are, are at least cross-gen because at this point they've had time <laughs> so there's like almost like no excuse to not put out a good ps5 version of these games um so yeah i'm i am super pumped uh i mean we've even seen like some of the games like hogwarts legacy where they're just like uh we're gonna put out the ps5 version and y'all gotta wait for the last gen versions until we finish getting it together <laughs> yeah exactly so which, which is a good sign that they're prioritizing you know the current gen as opposed to the last gen so i'm 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 super pumped for this year. I cannot wait. Do you have anything else, Adele, before we get out of here? Well, there are some people who aren't super pumped. <laughs> there, are some, there are some people who are tired of waiting for the <sighs> games. There are some people who think there aren't any good games. <sighs> we got Troll of the Week. 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 Week, 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 week. Virtual says, I can't, I can't wait to watch Forspoken flop. Uh, <laughs> the dialogue is so cringe. Uh, the character's annoying. Uh, it's trying to be cool. Uh, uh, next, <laughs> next show says, if Deathloop hadn't have been terrible, I'd be looking forward to Redfall, but the Deathloop was garbage. Uh, <laughs> the Deathloop. The Deathloop. The old man. Redfall looks awesome. And I'm very pleased with the news that Redfall will be more of a Arcane's take on a Far Cry style game rather than perhaps their spin on a Left 4 Dead style game. That's allowing me to see the game in a much different light, knowing that there's, you know, you level up your character, you're going to get different gear, you're going to be crafting, you're going to be adding modifications, things like that, advancing your skill tree, improving your powers, uh, drop in, drop out co-op and all that good stuff, but it's going to have a narrative-driven experience inside of an open world. Uh, Yeah, so Redfall, looking awesome, not the game you think it is, you can let your experience with one game turn you off toward a completely diff- different game, if you so please. But that's not the methodology that we here at Control that you subscribe to. Next show says, I feel like Tears of the Kingdom and Starfield are overhyped. I expect <laughs> both will be mediocre. Maybe I'll be surprised. <laughs> Maybe. If... Either or both of those games turn out to be mediocre. Then we are in a very sad state of things. However, there's no possible way that that's going to happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy one, you can enjoy both, or you can enjoy none at all, depending on your personal barometer of mediocrity. However, mine is extremely low, and everything else above that is just great for me. Starfield, looking forward to it. Tears of the Kingdom, looking forward to hearing about it from people who enjoy it. Next show says, there just isn't much to be hyped for. While some original games are there, there are plenty of cookie-cutter, bloat-filled, collect-the-1,000-thingies games on this list. Also known as collect the thoughts. I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, what what do you expect, man? It's sequels and, <laughs> and also just games in general. Every time the industry takes a risk, they get slapped in the face. Every time the industry plays it safe, gives you what you say you want, it gets slapped in the face. So, you know, there are some new and original ideas on there. There are some innovative genre pushing things on there. But there's also a lot of things that are going to get the bills paid. 
give the people what they want, pay these bills. So maybe you're a part of the problem. And so are we. <laughs> the next troll says, sequels and remakes galore. <laughs> the next troll says, we'll probably be lucky to get half of these in 2023. Yeah. Well, hopefully you are right. Because I'd like to. Well, I mean, even if we got half of those, that's still a stupendous year, in my opinion. AMC, how would you feel? I mean, if we got Diablo and Starfield and Tears of the Kingdom, I think that'd be a great year in itself. But there's so yeah. many other games on top of that. That, yeah, I mean, all I, as I said, as we've discussed, we get a good Diablo game. That would be if they released Diablo Four in January, I would be fine all the way until next year. Exactly. I'd just be playing the fuck out of Diablo. But yes. we, we got Diablo, we got Spider Man, we got. You got Starfield. So yeah, I, I'm I'm not worried at all about this year. There are gonna be several months where control issues is going to be exclusively about Diablo 4. Yeah, we're just gonna be updating you on our on our builds. <laughs> Watching video of ourselves playing and like coaching. <laughs> See like right here, you could have chained into the circuit blast. Just do it Next row says Sony won. Get over it. Hmm. Last show says Redfall looks like trash. I don't know why anyone could be excited about that game. Well, it doesn't look like trash. It actually looks quite excellent, especially for an open world title. It has very good visuals. I especially like how how deadly the firearms look because they look like they hit like trucks. These these creatures, these vampires, they're just lurching from side to side when they're absorbing shots from a shotgun it's just it's loud and energetic and so it seems like they got the weaponry correct for the kind of aesthetic i like to go for in a game it's also going to be a far cry style game so it's going to have missions and factions that fight against you as well as each other and it's, you know it's going to have side quests and all this kind of stuff narrative driven experience the leveling i don't know look like trash maybe you've either got some really nice trash or you just belly bitching for no reason. Yeah. But anyway, 2023 is stacked up to be one of the greatest years in gaming history. You're going to keep hearing that, especially as the releases go from in front of us to behind us. Uh, we're going to start with Forspoken, Dead Space Remake, Roll On to Atomic Hearts, and then Beyond. So all y'all trolls. Go to hell. <laughs> Still working on like a definitive outro for Troll of the Week. So of the Week. Troll of the Week. Troll of the Week. Troll of the Week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Any final words here, Dev? No, I'm all out, my good man. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AM. Okay. Suckers.